This is Fearless Rebel Radio, a podcast about body positivity, self-worth, anti-dieting, and feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanen, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is episode 116, and it's a special episode because I'm speaking with four incredible women whose stories I know are going to resonate with you. These are four of my clients who worked with me during the You on Fire program this fall, and they are here to share their stories. You can find all the links mentioned in this episode at summerinandend.com forward slash 116. It is so incredible for me to witness the changes that happen in the women that I work with. They really do become free and liberated and more confident. And what's so amazing is that it's not just the individual impact. It's not just about them wearing a bikini or feeling comfortable in their skin or going shopping. It's so much more than that. These women go on to be role models to their kids They are more present in their lives. They have more time, so they volunteer or become advocates for social justice. They ask for a raise. They buy their first house. They speak up to their medical professional about health at every size, or they pursue a new calling. And it's all of these little things and in all of these little ways that they start to leave a different kind of mark on this world and change our culture. And I believe that this is how we do this. So it starts with us opening our eyes to the ways in which we've been oppressed and indoctrinating ourselves into a new belief system that honors and celebrates who we are. And then the end result is the impact we leave on others. And this creates a ripple effect to the people and things around us. And I honestly believe we are going to change the world with this work, hopefully in our lifetime. And I do this work because I believe and know that we can free ourselves from the limitations that our culture has imposed on us. I know that you are all inherently worthy and you deserve to believe that about yourself. And it is possible for you to believe that for yourself and fully experience life without letting your body hold you back. This is why I love sharing these stories with you. They are examples of how it is possible to go from letting your body rule your emotions to no longer thinking about it and not fretting about your reflection and just going on and living your life and knowing your value outside of how you look. The spring cycle of You on Fire is starting on April 16th, and you can get details on this cycle or sign up for the waitlist for next time at summerinandend.com forward slash you on fire. And that's all one word. But I'm going to let you know now that this is the only time this program is running this year because I'm pregnant. (laughs) Another huge announcement. Yes, and I will save some details about my pregnancy and fertility and hormones and how I changed my mind from never wanting kids to wanting kids at the age of 38 for another episode. Uh, And if you have questions on that that you want me to cover in an episode, definitely reach out to me and let me know. But anyways, I'm pregnant. The baby is coming. It's a boy. He's coming in September. So normally I run this program again in September, but that will not be happening this year because I'm going to be busy figuring out what to do with a tiny human. But for now, if you are looking to join You on Fire, if it's been calling to you, now is the time. 
because like I said, it's not going to be happening again until 2019 now. And I'm super flexible with payment plan options because I want to make sure that if you have a desire to do this, we can make this work for you this year. So know that you can always reach out to me via direct message on my social media or email my contact form on my website. And we can chat about how we can make this work for you. And there's an awesome early bird price too. So that's April 16th. And if you're unfamiliar with this program, let me just tell you about it quickly. You on Fire is the 12-week online group coaching program that gives you a step-by-step way of building up self-worth beyond your gene size with personalized coaching from me and lifetime access to the program. So you can break out of the diet culture cage, get free from body shame, and live your fiery, free, untamed life. Yes. In You on Fire, you learn how to have untamed confidence and liberate yourself from the culturally imposed temptations to diet and be thinner. You learn how to know that you're good enough and how to turn down the criticizing all or nothing control freak perfectionist voice in your head that constantly makes you feel less than. You learn how to accept and feel comfortable in your body and be okay with a full body photo, wearing your bathing suit to the beach and seeing your reflection without doing a full body scan. You learn how to give way less fucks about what other people think of you. In fact, one of the modules is called Master the Art of Not Giving a Fuck. You learn how to figure out what really sets your soul on fire. So we talk about what your values are, what your purpose is, now that dieting and weight loss aren't cramping your mental space. And overall, you just are going to feel so much freer and you're going to feel like you can wear and say and do what you want. And it's liberating and empowering and it's amazing. I'd be so honored to do this with you. Go to summerinandin.com forward slash you on fire. Or you can always just go to my website, thebodyimagecoach.com. And there's a little tab there that says work with me and you'll be able to find it there. And like I said, you can find all the links mentioned in this show, including details about You on Fire, the video versions of these interviews, and a link to watch the entire Spotlight series that includes women from over the past three years at summerinandin.com forward slash 116. I've been running You on Fire for over three years, and every year I'm blown away by the transformations that take place. As you'll hear throughout all of these stories, changing the way you feel about your body isn't about liking the way you look. It's about transforming the way you see yourself and your outlook on life. Let's get started. First up, I'm chatting with Becky. Becky is awesome. Her energy is contagious. And she went all in when we started this journey together. She was really obsessed with exercise. That was always her crutch and really felt uncomfortable in her body for most of her life. So you're going to hear her story and how she is resting way more now, really listening and honoring her needs and feels like she has ownership of her body. Check it out. Hey, Becky, welcome to your spotlights. Hi, Summer. Good to see you. I'm so happy to have you here. It's awesome to see your face again. Totally. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself. I'm 32 and I have two kids and I live in California. And right now I'm staying at home with my kids. I'm not at work or anything like that. And yeah, I guess that's a little bit about me. We live in an RV full time. Um, So that's why you see this lovely floral pattern right here. (laughs) all ever um 
yeah so that's that's me right now we could do a whole other episode about you living we in could. an rv we really <laughs> I feel like we might it's, have a thing. To. it's totally a thing everybody's like what you do that <laughs> that's so cool yeah <laughs> so we're, we'll 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 maybe revisit that on another day okay. but today <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about your past relationship with your body what was it like before you you and I started to work together yeah, totally. So I think my my whole life has always been touched by dieting. I just I don't even remember a time that I wasn't like aware of my body in some uncomfortable sense. And part of that is just because I'm really highly sensory. So before it was connected to anything bad, I was just very aware of myself. And then over time, it just it developed into this you know, watching my parents diet and my dad took me to Weight Watchers and, you know, it was just like steeped in it. Like that's just what, especially my dad did. And, um, I have a body similar to his. And so he was always, so he was concerned about his body. So it felt like, okay, I should be concerned about my body. And he was apologizing to me for giving me his body and all these things. Right. And so then I, you know, I had started dieting in my preteens, like, you know, doing the diet thing. And by the time I was 15, it had just become an, a full-blown eating disorder, um, bulimia. And it was, that was what I did. I just, I was so uncomfortable and so sure that something was wrong with like the outlines of my, myself that I couldn't focus on anything else. And I tried every, I tried everything <laughs> diet wise and, you know, coming out of my late teens and early twenties, there was a mature part of myself that was like, okay, the eating disorder thing, I don't want to carry with me. Uh, but diet culture was, I still was totally buying into diet culture. So I started my recovery from my eating disorder. Um, and I worked through that probably within three or four years. But I, I, I was still sure that I, I wasn't okay, like, just in myself, my body, mm -hmm. the way it was, it just felt so uncomfortable. That's the best way I can describe it was like an itch I couldn't scratch. I'm, I'm just like, I'm uncomfortable, I need to do something. And that just has persisted. And then having two babies, my body changes and I'm, you know, I'm not my, I'm now I'm 32. So there's the age changes that I'm starting to see a little bit at a time. And so I think before meeting you, it was just this overwhelming sense of, I, I don't have a choice that I must participate in this. And I'm so, so exhausted and tired. And I feel like I'm fighting a battle and I it, the enemy is my body. <laughs> like I don't, but I'm like, I don't know what to do. You know, mm -hmm. I just, I don't know what to do anymore. I can't, I'm tired of dieting and, but I'm tired of feeling shame all the time. I'm tired of feeling like I can't go out of the house without just being plagued and distracted constantly by my physicality. And, um, I think it was just that just constant sense of pressure and discomfort. That was the strongest feeling strongest, like experience that I had in the very recent, recent years. Yeah. Wow. That's intense. Yeah. So I, what made you decide to change? Like what made you decide, okay, like this <laughs> done with dieting, that's it. You gotta do something well, different. It was so funny because when I first heard you and you were like, yes, I've always been a rebel. I was like, I, me too. I get that. There's always <laughs> been a little piece of me that always wants to be like F you to whatever I'm doing, regardless <laughs> of whether it's good or bad. Like I always want to like flip the coin over and see what's there. Right. Yeah. I just, I just have this drive to be like, hmm. Um, and I had gone to a big conference from a, for a different 
self-development person. And an entire day was spent talking about how you should eat for optimal performance, right? Mm -hmm. And I came back from that feeling so completely triggered and terrified that like, if I did not adhere to this way of doing things, like I was never going to reach optimal performance. But I was like, this regimen, like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to eat 70% water-based foods. Like, that doesn't doesn't sound fun to me, right? I was like, I can't, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm just not going to do it. And I was like, and then I'm also always been interested in coaching. So I was like, all right, I'm going to Google body image coach, because maybe that's a thing. Maybe I can get involved in that. Maybe, you know, I have this history with eating disorder recovery, you know, what does it look like to help other people? And I stumbled across you and like your page. Um, and I just felt like the, for the first time I had seen the idea of not dieting and of not, um, changing your body, not just as like, Oh, who gives a crap, you know, just whatever you're just, you know, just the what the fuck diet thing or what the fuck what you know that I'd seen that before this was the first time that I'd seen that like couched in like a feminist like um like scientific really really intelligent thought out way and my brain was like I want to do that like I want to I want to not diet like for a good like a good reason like I want I want to Cause that's, what's going to make me like passionate about not dieting. Right. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. that's so much of that, like diet culture has made us passionate about dieting. And I'm like, all right, I need to find something that's going to give me this push and like something about the intellect and the feminist part of saying no. And the rebellious part of that, um, really like aligned with just something in my heart. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to start dabbling with this and, um, and then there's also just like an amount of desperation, right? Like, I think both of us have, got, like, we get to a point where we're just like, well, I just can't do this anymore. So what else am I going to do? I gotta, <laughs> I gotta figure out what it looks like to not do this, you know? So yeah, you don't have a choice, right? I feel like right. if you get to a point where you feel like you don't have a choice. Yeah. That's when that's always a really good catalyst. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> I'm eating all the foods anyways, and I'm feeling bad about it. And I'm like, well, I guess I should diet or overexercise, but I don't really want to. And I'm miserable doing that. So yeah, what there has to be something else. And I like yeah. a good paradigm shift. That's like, I love to be like paradigm shifted, man. So like, when I started feeling like the the seeds of that with this, I was like, okay, this feels exciting to me. Like this feels like something, I don't know, something good. Like it felt something really, something felt really right about it. So. Oh, amazing. I got goosebumps when you were talking about all that stuff just then. Yeah, so good. <laughs> How did you want to feel? I wanted to feel, I think, okay, so there was kind of two pieces, right? There was like that diet culture part of myself was like, I just want to feel sexy no matter what. Like, I want to feel like the goddess, like the, like, mm-hmm. I want to have that feeling that the girls on the, the, the hot girls on the workout videos have. Yeah. Like, I want to feel that, right? I still want to feel that. I just don't want to have to do all the things she has to do to get there, right? <laughs> so that was that part of me that was like, okay, I want to feel that feeling where I'm putting the value on, you know, it, like the, the worth is still in the way that somebody looks. So it's like, okay, I want to feel good about how I look, which is not a bad thing, but I don't know if I'm making that articulation, right? When, when it's like, does that make sense? Yeah, like, I d- it does. And, I, and I'm then curious to know like how that evolved for you. But yeah, totally. And then, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the other piece of me was like, I just want to be free from this. Like, I don't want to think about it anymore. Like, I feel like I've been carrying this backpack 
of body shame for so long. And I'm so tired. Like I'm literally, I've explained it to people. Like, I feel like I'm fighting a battle, like a full blown emotional, mental battle every day for 15 or 20 years. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to put this crap down and like do other things. I want to be present with my kids. I don't want to not be able to play with my kids at the park because I'm afraid that like my butt is big. Like, I don't want to miss life because I'm, I don't want to use my body. I don't want to be sitting in the corner of my couch trying to hide myself in my own home when I could be just like doing stuff, you know? Yeah. So I think it was, it was those two things combined and, um, that, that gave me like a vision for how I want to feel. Yeah. Amazing. So good. So what were some of the key stepping stones that helped you along the way? Well, I think first of all, it's so hard for me. I have like a really bad memory. I like don't recall like super particular things, but I think just like really understanding that like I get to choose. Yeah. I literally get to choose. Like I had felt for so long, like this was just prescribed to me. Like you have to do this. You're, you have to worry about your body. You have to, you don't have a choice. Like that had just been like, so it never had dawned on me that I actually have a choice about that. And so I think it was like talking about values or something where I was like, I literally don't have to make this a value. I literally could be like, I literally, I don't, sorry, I'm using the word literally like a million times people. Sorry. (laughs) Don't apologize. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) I, I don't have to do this. Like I can do whatever I want. And so I think talking about values and looking at what my values are, um, none of them were like dieting. Mm -hmm. None of them were like eating 70% fruits and vegetables. You know, it was other things. Um, so I think that was one key thing. Um, and just like little things that you said in your coaching, you know, things that I'll like, I'll not forget, like that time we were talking and I was like, I just don't feel sexy. And you were like, what if you're just not sexy? Like, what if that's just (laughs) not you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, what if that's just not you? And I was like, (laughs) wow, like, I don't have to feel this pressure to be sexy (laughs) or to like be like thin or to be not nerdy or like really like good at everything or all the things that I had felt this pressure, like I don't have a choice in. Suddenly I was like, what if that's just not me? And that's fine. You know, like I don't have to be sexy. Like I can still be sexual without being sexy, you know, or I can still be really intelligent without being like the smartest person about everything. Right. Or I can still be a cool person and be super nerdy. Right. So I think that was one huge moment for me is like, I like, who am I? Like, who am I actually? Yeah. You know, like, and all the other things, I can stop being those things or trying to be those things. Um, and that has been huge for me. And then I'm not really sure where in the program this particular part came from, but just trying new stuff that before, like I gotten so habituated to like doing certain behaviors that made me feel like, um, safe. So like, for me, it was like sitting in the corner of the couch, like really small, curl your legs up, like like literally I was causing myself like back and leg pain. Cause I'm just like, always like, I gotta be really tiny. Yeah. Right? Um, so it was like, okay. Or not being goofy or playful because I'm afraid to look dumb or whatever it is. So like practicing doing things that like I want to do deep inside, but like there's been this like consistent 
choice to or, or fear to do those things. So like I'm trying to introduce a lot more playfulness like into my life and my relationships and um that kind of that kind of stuff has been really helpful for me. And also I'm like everything in the whole program guys <laughs> is helpful. <laughs> um, uh, no, but like but I think one other thing was really feeling emotions cuz like I've always I've always fancied myself to be very emotionally intelligent. And yeah. it's true. I'm very introspective, right? I, I, very, that is like a skill I have naturally is to like, to, to, to look inside myself and see what's going on in there. Um, but that doesn't mean that I have great emotional competence, especially around some of these issues. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think really, really, I heard loud and clear from that module in the program, like, feelings are totally okay. And, and it's important to like, take time to feel the feelings. Even if it's like, even if you can't, I also am a perfectionist, which we all a lot of us have in common who are struggling with this, but like, Mm -hmm. I can't perfectly articulate the feeling or like, I can't perfectly resolve the feeling in the moment. I'm like, screw it. I'm not dealing with this right now. I'm doing something else. Right. But just like take a moment and be like, okay, I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling shame. And even especially with, especially like, especially with how I'm feeling about my body, right? To like give myself the time to say, I feel shame about this. And I also know that it's not my fault and I don't, there's nothing wrong with me, but I'm feeling shame and that's okay. And there's nothing to do about it. And there's nothing to run from. And that's been really helpful for me, especially when I'm like looking in the mirror or something and it's like, you know, and you to really just take a, take a moment and do that. So I think those are a couple of the big ones. Yeah. That's amazing. I know like I, one of the great things about you is sometimes I would just say something and be like, oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. I feel so much better. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. I think, I think it's like, man, we don't have like, we don't have people teaching us this stuff when we're like young people, like, or I didn't, maybe some people do, but like, I didn't have anybody like, I literally had the opposite messages. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I gave you big thighs. Instead of being like, there's nothing wrong with your thighs. Oh, okay. If I had heard that when I was a kid, if I look, you know, like, I don't know, just a lot of common sense stuff in the program that like, I just hadn't heard before that once it wasn't like some of it's rocket science, right? Or really, really like deep and like, you're not going to just, but some of it was just like common sense. Like, no, that's not how it is. It's like this, you know? Yeah. For me, that was awesome. And also just like, I haven't met anyone else who's in the program, but like, I feel like they're friends. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like if I needed somebody, they would be there. And they would be too. Somebody would would be be there. Somebody would be there. And that's like pretty rare. Like that feels really rare, even in the self-development or whatever world. It feels like it's very, very much like pull yourself up by your bootstraps, like get it done. You know, you're the one very isolating even in that way. But I feel like this program was different where it was like, take your time. We got you like you're loved, like you're not alone. And I think I was kind of shocked at first when I found out I was going to be group coaching. And I was like, well, I want my own coaching, right? I'm (laughs) like, I want to be, I want to get it all myself. But then I realized like, no, that's the best. Like that probably was huge to just 
build this sense of not aloneness in the world and like just compassion for other women, right? Because yeah. I think in our culture, we're so hard on each other as women too. So I like, I found that that's carried over into like, when I see strange strangers on the street that are women, I feel compassion because I have kinship with other strangers through this program. And that was huge too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just like it's de- pretty amazing. Yeah. Just like developing compassion for other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. A huge mm. part of it. I don't know. I'm just going off on a tangent now. But. No, no, no. But I totally agree <laughs> with you. And I think that that's a big piece of it. Like it develops that sense of humanity and community together. It it's like, totally you know, does. Which then extends beyond just the small group. It's yeah. It's amongst other people that you see because you just are kind of like, you know, it's a, there's something that we probably all have in common here. You know? Something we all have in common. And it, yeah, it is that was really awesome. Yeah. So were there any moments for you, like, or specific things that you did that you're really proud of or excited about that you can remember? I mean, yeah, I, I'm still working through it. And I went, so I don't want to be like, I'm like, yay. But for me, and you know, this, the exercise has been the most difficult part for me to address and all this stuff. Right. Because I had, I have had decided maybe a year ago not to diet anymore. Um, but still using exercise as a crutch or a way to prove to myself or, you know, it's your insurance or whatever that you're still in control, but really in this program deciding like, look, this is like, I'm not going to spend 10 hours of my week exercising. Like I'm not going to do that. Or maybe more like 15 by the time you count in driving and planning and all that stuff. Right. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I don't have time for that. And so I think, what am I doing differently now? I'm just resting more. And I'm just like, I just don't care. I don't care anymore that much. I'm like, I just don't have any shits to give about this as much anymore. And it's like, it's a little scary. I'm not going to lie. I'm still in like a little bit of like, a okay, this is a little bit of an uncomfortable stretch for me. But it feels right. And it's giving me more time to do other things. And I used to have a lot of body pain that I don't have anymore. And even when I started the program, like I had a lot of pain um, and things from over exercise. Um, so I feel like I feel really proud of that. I couldn't say that I feel like super like, like have completely worked that through emotionally for myself yet. It's still very much of like a a challenge to let go of that and to, to really surrender and trust, you know, that that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm not running up and down like some stairs at like nine o'clock at night. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you were in like that beast mode or nothing for totally. so many years of your life. So yeah. to hear you say that now you're like chilling out and yeah. resting And yeah, of course, there's still going to be some little bit of the chatter, the discomfort that comes back in. But I'm, you know, I'm so proud of you for doing that. Yeah, huge, huge. And and I think the only, I mean, the other thing is like I really the I really ask myself what it is that I want now. Like, what do I want today? Like, that's a hugely different than what I used to do. Hugely different. Um, and it, it just makes my life like congruent, right. Instead of like me, like spinning my wheels to like do what I think some other random person out there thinks I should be doing or collection of people like, and trying to guess and like, it's just, it's exhausting. And so now I'm just like, all right, what do I want to do today? Okay. What do I not want to do today? And it, it makes it 
so that I can make a decision. I can make decisions for myself versus just feeling like my life is decided for me because that's how it felt before. Yeah. That a lot of decisions in my life were made for me. And I feel like that's really different too. Like, no, I'm going to make some decisions and, you know, and it, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's amazing. No, that's so good to hear. So what are the specific things that you've noticed about how you feel in your body? I think about my body way less, way, way, way less. Um, Yeah. So that's huge. Cause like, I think for so many of us that like obsessive loop, just like that neural pathway of like thinking about your body, it's just like, like someone's beating you with a stick over your head all the time. Like that's a horrible feeling. It's horrible. And so I think, think about it way less, way, way less. Um, and then I feel, <laughs> I was laughing the other day cause I looked in the mirror and I was like, Oh, and then I was like, I don't really have a problem with that. <laughs> and then I was like, so if I don't have a problem with that, why am I going, Ugh. like, am I doing that on behalf of somebody else? Like, cause I think I look fine, you know? And so I was thinking the other day, I was like, I don't have a problem with how I look anymore. Yeah. You know, there's some leftover like chattering, like you said, and those initial like knee jerk responses that I think are just going to take time and continue like, you know, answering mm-hmm. when they come up. But as far as like, when I really think about like, before I would have been like, I'm really not okay with how I look. I'm not. And yeah. now I'm like, I really, I really am. Like, I really am like, and that's cool. I feel much more present in my body when I'm using it, walking or biking or sitting or whatever. I'm able to enjoy that moment and to, to be proud of my body for what it can and even what it can't do. And I think the sense of ownership is huge too. Like, okay, I own my body. Like, this is mine. Like, it's mine. I feel like it's mine now. Yeah. And that feels diff- like good. And yeah, I don't know how to describe the feeling of ownership that before it felt like it belonged to everybody but myself. And now it's mine. Yeah. So. That's amazing. That's so good. Yeah. At the beginning, when I asked you, how do you want to feel? I know you mentioned like you wanted to be like, like you wanted to like, like the way you looked. Yeah. So how has that changed? Has that, has that changed for you? Yeah. Okay. So I think when we first started talking, even in this conversation, I was like, yeah, I wanted I wanted to feel sexy. Like I wanted to yeah. in my mind, right? And now I'm like, why would that matter? <laughs> yeah. Like, why would that actually matter? Unless it's for something external, right? So that's why I think I prefaced, I said earlier in this conversation, I was like, yeah, I had this like diet culture-y, like, I want to feel like all the feelings that that skinny girl must feel in this body. Yes. yes, And I was like, but that's just not even the point. Like I just, that's (laughs) like kind of irrelevant to me at this point now. I'm like, all those feelings are because people are like, when you're skinny, you feel and like free and floaty and you're going to run across the beach with your hair flowing behind you. And like, men are going to like, men are going to like swoon before you and you're gonna have all this power. And I'm like, that's just not the deal. Like I don't, that's just not the thing so I guess like I I now I want to have respect for my body I want to have acceptance I want to have caring and compassion and I want to have like reality right so I want to know like this is what my body looks like for exactly what it is not what I wish it looked like or what I I don't want to 
change it in my mind in any way. But I don't feel the need to be like, to have that. I don't know if I'm articulating this well. No, you are. Well, I I totally feel you. I feel like other people probably are too. Because I think that that's the fantasy that a lot of us have or have. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. And yeah, and I think you're saying exactly what I notice in other people, what I noticed in myself is just that you get to a point where you're actually just not really thinking about your body so much anymore. And you feel just so much more secure in like who you are and that just the frivolous totally. stuff just doesn't matter. It just like you're like, I don't need to be running along a beach feeling no, sexy. like it like, just doesn't I'm matter. Cat. I'm fine. Like that sounds like a lot of work. Like I just that sounds really hard. I don't want to do that. Yeah, like I just it's just not it just isn't the point to me anymore. Like, and so I know that there's this idea or like a lot of us start out going, like, I wanna love my body. And like I I believe that like we can love our body, but the sense of like, but, but not like, I love my body because of the way it looks like for me, it's like, I love my body because it's mine. And I love my body because it curved here and there. And I love my body because I can sleep in it. And I love my body because it hikes when I feel like it. And like, so there's a love, but it's like more like a affection and kindness and relationship love than it is like some kind of weird idolatry where you're like the love like where you're like I love my body because I can use it to impress so many people right yeah like that's just I don't care like I can't I don't have time for that anymore that's amazing I love it yeah that's so good so what does it feel like now to just have that backpack off your back it feels good it feels like it feels right Um, and it feels lighter, (laughs) um, and it feels like I can access more parts of myself, like, like the silly playfulness part that before I was like, I'm too serious for that because I'm working on getting this perfect body or whatever. Um, so it feels kind of silly in a way, like there's Mm -hmm. like this kind of like a goofiness that I can have now. Um, and it feels much more restful Um, and it feels, it feels like this isn't even a feeling, but it like feels communal or something. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but it feels like, it feels like connected or something again. Like before I felt really isolated in like the obsession I had with like myself and I feel like way more connected to other people and like, so like, (sighs) I don't know. I'm just, I feel grateful I feel like passionate and I feel like, I feel like I like, I can't, it's so hard to articulate because it's not like, yeah, you're doing good. Yeah. I I feel good. I feel good. I feel happy. It's not like everything's roses and like unicorns and butterflies. Like there's still hard things and hard days and I struggle with other stuff too, but it's like, now I'm not struggling with this made up problem you know, that I don't need. Yeah. Yeah. To me, you seem so much more calm and relaxed. Yes. Yeah. And I think other people would describe me that way too. Like, yeah, like I have more bandwidth to just be like gracious with myself and other people. Mm -hmm. Like before I was so stern, it was like this sternness Mm -hmm. and this like shame and this like judgment and criticism that you're Mm -hmm. like steeping your brain in that stuff. It was very fanatic. Yes. And it like, it really, and it seeps out to other people too, man. Like they pay for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like calmer. 
and clearer. And I do feel before it was like, oh my gosh, when I feel overwhelmed by shame and guilt and fear and all these feelings, criticism and judgment was such a big part of like my mental patterns. And now I'm like, oh, I know what it was. Now when I have big feelings about my body, because that still happens, like it's still like slaps you. You're like, wait, where did that come from? I feel like I do have the ability to be like, okay, this is what you're going to do. It's okay. You're fine. Versus before I'd be like, (gasps) and it would ruin my whole day. I was my whole day being like, I either have to feel better or be smaller or something like there's right. It would ruin my day. And now I'm just like, yeah, that was uncomfortable, but I have other things I'm going to work on today, you know? And that's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, so that's cool. That's so awesome. You know, that's like exactly where I I love to see people be is, you know, it's not going to be perfect. It's, you know, there's still going to be hardships, still going to be bad days, but it's that ability to just build that resilience to be like, okay, totally. This is going to pass. We got this and be really kind with yourself and not take it into, okay, I got to problem solve this. I got to fix this. Absolutely. Like it's so easy even to be like, even when you say I'm not going to diet anymore to still feel like you have to fix something. There's gotta be something to fix right now to make it better. Yeah. And it's like, no, sometimes you just have to like chill out and be like, yeah, I don't feel so good right now. And that's okay. And yeah. so that's, that compassion is huge. I think. Good. Amazing. So what's your advice to people listening? Uh, I don't have any sage advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't give up. Um, and just know that there's, there, like, you can be fine just the way you are. You really can. I really believe that. I really believe that you, your body is fine. You are fine. And that anyone who tells you otherwise is just lying. Um, and join summer's Facebook group to start out with. Honestly, (laughs) everybody I know, I'm like, join this group. Um, and just, and take the class. Like, I'm not even trying to do a salesy thing, but like, honestly, like take this class. If you are even like, if your brain is twinkling towards it, I just made that phrase up. I like it. I'm going to use it more though. I'm going to use it too. Your brain is twinkling (laughs) towards something like just take it. What's the worst that can happen? You're probably going to feel better. And you're probably going to meet some really awesome people who are going to be friends forever. And you're probably going to be able to eat whatever you want and do whatever you want. And the world's not going to end. Like, it's not. It's not. It's going to be better for you. It's, it's, it's going to be better for you. And yeah, I think that's it. I that's amazing. That's saying it yeah. all, I think. Thank you so much yeah. for that. Is there anything else that you want to add as we uh, close it up here? No, just, well, yeah, that I'm just really grateful to you. I really am. And I'm, I'm grateful for, um, yeah, I really am. You carved out a space for a lot of us that I'm going to cry. I'm all, yeah, that's been a huge (laughs) gift. And yeah, so. I'm, I'm I'm so grateful to you. You have been so fun to work with this whole time. I've (laughs) loved it. You always just brought like whatever was there. (laughs) The messy yeah. stuff, the good oh, stuff. That's how I roll. That's how I roll. And um, and you are all in. And yeah. you're so fun to work with. Like you're such an awesome person to coach. So it's been amazing to see 
and hear like the difference between like the first time we talked and then the last kind of few times we talked and just everything that's happened in between. It's so good. It's so good. It's so awesome. And I know that you're going to be such an inspiration to other people too. And uh, like, I love that you're, you know, putting your, your voice and message out there Absolutely. and, uh, and doing that. And you're just, you're awesome. And I know we're going to be by this. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it just has to be. I feel like we have to have a taco night or something. I know we do. <laughs> <laughs> we totally do. Well, thank you so much for doing this and sharing your story. You're of course. so amazing. Of course. Rock on. Oh, I love so many of the things that Becky said there. It's just so good to hear how she's tapping into that silly, playful part of herself and not hiding anymore. So good. Okay, next up is Lois. And Lois is another rock star. She had been unhappy in her body and had been a chronic dieter since she was a very young teenager. And she honestly believed that her body was stopping her from living the life that she wanted to live. She has come such a long way. And as you're going to hear us say in this interview, I had a hard time booking this with her because her social life is so busy. And she's doing all these really awesome some political and activist things. And she started a body positive group. And I'm just super, super proud of her. So I think you're going to love this interview. Check it out. Hello, Lois. Welcome to the show. Hi. I'm so happy to have you here and to have you doing a spotlight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good. Well, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, who you are. Yeah, I'm Lois. I am from London. I am a teacher. I'm, I just turned 29. And yeah, that's it. I live, yeah, I live in London. And that's, that's it, really. (laughs) Yeah, that's an awesome place to live. (laughs) Yes, it's great. It's very good. Cold, but very good. Yeah, I know. We have have similar weather here. I totally get it. Yeah, yeah, you get it. You get it. So tell everyone a little bit what about what your relationship with your body was like before we started working together. I mean, I'm 29, as I said, and I've been kind of like feeling really dissatisfied with my body since the age of about 13, 14, kind of going in waves of up and down and up and down. And um, I kind of, I believed, I fundamentally just believed that the way that my body looked was stopping me from living the life that I wanted to live. So that might be kind of like going out and having a rich social life and like doing the things I wanted to, like, you know, in quotes, chasing my dreams and, you know, like just basically living unapologetically. Um, And I really kind of had the mindset of like, well, if my body was this, then I would, you know, be like this or do that. Yeah, um, like it was a build-up really. It wasn't like one kind of moment of like, I've got to do something. I guess I kind of like went into the, um, under, started understanding the, but what the body positive, body positive movement was like in like 2016. But, um, I hadn't like really committed to it properly or kind of, I, I hadn't really realized that it could potentially change my life if, um, I kind of, put in the effort and realized and understood that it was about changing my beliefs. I think part of me was still quite like, but at the end of the day, I need to change my body that, you know, to like how I looked like I didn't really believe that body, uh, a positive body image isn't about the way that my body looks. It's about the way that, um, you know, 
lots of different things, but basically about the way I view my body. Um, and the thing that actually made me um, change was I listened to a spotlight when I was on holiday in the summer before starting work again. And the girl that you were talking to, I can't remember what her name, but she just sounded like me. Like she was talking about how she just was so in a really bad place and she hated her body. And then she was talking to you and just saying like, yeah, I'm living my life now and, I'm, you know, I'm happy. Uh, and you know things aren't perfect but things are just so much better and I was just like shit like this can happen and as I uh, and I was I was skeptical about starting but I just I think what maybe what maybe decided to change was I just felt like like starting the program with you I just felt like it was just like I just trusted you I just felt safe Uh, I can't really describe what I mean it was just kind of like you just knew what you were doing. You, you, you obviously knew what you were doing. And I, I, I was skeptical, but I was just like, I'm just going to take that risk and just do it. And um, yeah, and that's, that's what I did. Yeah, that's awesome. What did you yeah. want to be different in your life? Like, how did you want to feel? Yeah. Well, there was first of all, like a couple of things that I, and I remember like talking to you on a couple of the calls that we had about things that I wanted to do. So I really wanted to wear like bright clothes and I really wanted to like go shopping and wear things in my size not too big not too small because that's what I tended to do because I was scared of like living in my body at my size um because I was not accepting my size um and I wanted to start dating and I wanted to kind of like go to things like like events um like things just like social things um and I guess you know I wanted to feel not really thinking about my body. I didn't want to like necessarily like love my body. Um, but I wanted to kind of like just let it stop being a barrier or the way that I was thinking to stop being a barrier so that I could go and live my life and do these other things. Nice. Um, yeah. 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 Good. Which I know we're going to talk about later because we had a hard time scheduling this because your social life is so busy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing. Like I was just, like I used to not do anything and like not go out. And now like if I don't go out, that's fine because I'm tired. But it's, I mean, if I want to go out, if I want to do something, I will do it. And I won't have the excuse of, oh, well, you really should stay in because, you know, they're going to judge you or you're too big or, you know, and that's just amazing. So like I, I still know that I can chill and like relax and watch a film, and, you know, chill out with my sister. But at the same time, if I want to go out, I go out because I want to and I feel worthy enough. Um, but yeah, like I did sign up to loads of things and like go to loads of events and just like do loads of really cool things. Um, yeah. So, Which is amazing. Yeah. So yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, so we couldn't schedule. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what were some of the uh, stepping stones that helped you along the way? I think I've, I think the first call, one of the first calls we did, really, I really remembered it because you came up well together kind of we came up with the answer the mantra of um I'm here for me and that kind of like set the tone for I guess the experience that I had towards the you know in this acceptance journey of just like I'm here for me this is this is you know I'm, I'm here for me I'm I'm supporting myself and um and that lead led nicely onto module two which was about like where we you know where you tap into that compassion itself and that was a major stepping stone for me actually hearing what my compassionate voice was saying that actually the narrative of the diet culture wasn't actually me it was just another culture talking but underneath underneath there was another voice that I hadn't experienced yet and um 
she kind of held my hand and led the way and trusted in her and that was really powerful for me to hear um and that kind of like still is the guiding light for me uh yeah and that was the coaching calls as well like I really major stepping stones was kind of like realizing like when I'd give you a problem or something that happened you'd put it into this perspective that I wouldn't even have thought of so you'd maybe look at it in a different angle and from a different angle and I just thought that was really that always got me thinking and also (laughs) the inner critic that was learning about the inner critic my doppelganger I just thought that was so powerful and how on the modules like you there was just something about the the way that the program is of like okay well this is going to happen fear fear is going to come up your critic is going to shout very loudly but that's okay like knowing that actually if I do feel fear if I do feel shame that's not because my body is a problem that's because I'm going out of my comfort zone zone and my inner critic is is piping up and shouting but that doesn't mean that I'm doing anything wrong it means that I'm actually doing something really positive and I just really like that I'm quite I'm quite like I'm very spiritual but I also really like like evidence-based things and I really like that you were like this is the inner critic, like people have it, it's what happens because when we go out of our comfort zone and, you know, like you were like, this is, you know, this is the facts and it, yeah, it just made me feel great. And yeah, those are, those are just a few really, there's probably more. But. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, I, I would love you to the expand on like the I'm here for me, like how did that change things for you or what did you do differently because of, of that sort of mantra? Yeah. I think it's just like wanting wanting like the best for myself so it's like I did it I mean like you made me really think about like how whether I was applying that to different areas of my life and like if there was things that I could do that actually would make me show that I'm there for myself and I thought actually dating and dressing a certain way were important things just to me and I didn't think that at that point I was actually doing it so I just thought I need to kind of like show myself that I'm worthy by doing the things that I want to do and those things were wearing nice clothes so I just thought okay this is going to be uncomfortable but I know I'm you know if I put a dress on or something that I felt uncomfortable in at first and so this is uncomfortable but again I'm doing this for me so that I can live a bigger life and that was just guiding me like so that I can live a bigger life I'm doing it for me because I want to live a bigger life. Um, And it just really encouraged that sense of self-compassion. And when it came to like relationships and dating, the mantra of I'm here for me, it just made me think of like actually every, like when I'm with a guy or, you know, dating, it was more for kind of like, it was a deposit in my self-worth, for my self-worth. It was to show me that actually I matter. And yeah, well, that's one of the things like really reminding myself that I'm doing these things because I matter. And I'm here for me also reminded me that people can judge me. If they're going to judge me, they judge me. But I'm here for me. You know, I'm here for me. People might judge me, but I've got my own back. Yeah. So it's okay. Yeah, that's so powerful. I love how that, you know, trickled into all the different areas of your life. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's mm, awesome. Mm, so nice. what were some of the highlight moments for you? Like things that you did that you were really proud of or that stood out? What were some of the things? Oh, yeah. yeah so um, I remember I emailed you when I was in Topshop. Um, mm. I bought a pair of jeans in my size. Um, I've got a pair of black skinny jeans. I was just there, like bought them, tried them on, was fine. And then like now I wear them every day. And they're in my size. And I, I just, you know, can't believe that that's actually happened you know um 
so that was a big moment for me not like the jeans but it was just the the, the thinking of just like just a pair of jeans it's, it's just something to cover my body so that I can go and live my life and go to work and go out and meet my friends and stuff um so that was really powerful yeah there was a lot of preparation Go on. Yeah, no, I was going to say, because shopping was like a big barrier for you. Yeah, so yeah. I was going to say, like, I don't want the listeners to think that it was just, like, easy. Like, there was so much preparation going into that. And, like, but now it, now I don't need that preparation because I've prepped myself so much. But, like, yeah, there was so much preparation going into that. And it was a really big deal, shopping was. And, like, you and I did some really good, like, visualizations, which were amazing. And, yeah, just, like, all the things that we did just led me up to that moment. And I didn't even realize that I'd actually gone out and bought jeans until I spoke to my mum and she was like, whoa, wow, you know, that's amazing. Um, (laughs) So that was good. Yeah. Um, Like doing another highlight moment was like doing things that I just would never have done. I don't know if I spoke to you about this, but I went on a, no, I didn't speak to you, but I think I heard your voice in my head about what you'd say. (laughs) Um, It's when the program finished, so I didn't speak to you. But I went on a date with this, this other guy and like I thought he was really kind of like too good for me and I you know out of my league or whatever I don't you know um and I went on a date with him because I just heard your voice saying like okay you can feel this fear but like this proves you're doing this action just shows that you're um putting yourself first and that you're caring for yourself and also like I thought of something that was that I think it was in module two or three or something. You were like, okay, you don't have to like, don't think of the outcome, but just think of the action. Like you said in the module, the example of the dance class, like if you do the action of the dance class and you say that all you needed to do was just to turn up, then you've done it. So I was like, okay, I don't need to like, the date doesn't need to go well, but as long as I turn up, that's fine. And I just, yeah, that was a really big deal for me. And I, yeah, did that and I was shitting myself, but you know, it just, it was, it was, yeah, it was just like, it was like a metaphor. That's it. I was like, this is a metaphor for putting myself first, for caring for myself, for like wanting me to live my best life. Like, why should I stay at home? If I actually do want to meet someone, why should I stay at home? Because I think they're too good for me. Like, no, you know, if they don't like me, they don't like me, but I like me. I'm That's um, amazing. Awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, and there's other things, but yeah, those were kind of two biggest things, I guess. Yeah, any yeah. others you want to share? Yeah, um, a highlight moment was just hearing that compassionate voice mm-hmm. really come out when talking to you. Like that was really powerful. Like she would just say these things, like you know, that that, that were really amazing and have still stuck with me. Um, kind of things like just just, it's more of a feeling it was more of a feeling really but like the compassionate voice would just kind of say like like I'm here for you I'm your you know I'm your ally you know your body is here to to help you and yeah like really amazing things which were great and um eating kind of what I really wanted I'm just like as well like a highlight moment like this is gonna embarrass you but um just I, like having a personal role model in, in you and in the other women in the group, but like a, just a personal role model in you. I just kind of like felt really connected and really just like, I don't know, like it's weird being able to like not knowing anyone, but then just being able to like, just feel like someone really gets you and you did get me and you mm-hmm. knew where I was coming from and you just like, yeah, it was just, it was just completely like irreplaceable. It was just amazing. And, you know, I, I looked at you and I, you know, I just felt really like, safe and just really like guided through and just really um yeah I just kind of was just like because I know that you know we all you know we know your story from 
you know, you know what you've said. And like, I just thought, well, if Samba was at that point, then, you know, I, and I was at the point that I can be where she is now, you know, you're helping women get to this point. And I was like, you know, I know that I can. And, and you, you know, you encouraged me and you told me that it would be okay. And that was just really important as well. That was a really special kind of like, the, that relationship was really special. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. <laughs> well, you really trusted me. And as soon as somebody trusts me, I'm like, we got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, like, just trust me. Yeah, I know what I'm do. doing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was skeptical and I was like, oh my God, no, maybe yes. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know whether I should do this, but like, yeah. And then I did trust you and, and you just have to like jump in and just do it. And just, you know, know that your life will really get better. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. I had a special connection with you, too. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, So tell me, what are some of the things that you notice about how you feel in your body now? So, yeah, this was interesting because I noticed things. I'll get to that in a minute. But my family noticed things like when I went home for Christmas. And they are, you know, I'm really close with them. And they noticed that, like, they were just so struck with how like more at peace I seemed within myself so I just kind of like did things that I wanted and was just kind of like so if I wanted to go out I'd go out I seemed to be kind of like following doing things that I wanted to do and going out with my friends kind of like having a much more relaxed attitude to food and also they just noticed that I was kind of um more at peace like my mum said she was just like you just seem more comfortable in your own skin And I think that's probably like, I feel more embodied, you know, more like trusting of my body and just kind of like, don't hate her. And yeah, it just, it was obviously just noticeable because they mentioned it. But I feel like at some points I'm, I just don't really think about my body. I kind of do more with my life. I'm just like, okay, like, you know, my body is a vessel to help me through life. And um, I've just kind of noticed that I, I just kind of, have a lot more gratitude for my body and I'm really thankful of the things that my body allows me to do and yeah and also I've noticed that it's a very it's it's something that I do need to work on but there is a solid grounding in my body it's like I can come back to my body for safety which I never thought I'd do before it's like I'd go to something else for safety what I'd actually tend to do in the past is go to numbers for safety go to trying on clothes you know do all the checking behaviors for safety yeah now yeah sorry yeah the checking behavior now for safety I come back to my body which is very strange if you think about it because for safety before I try and get away from my body and now I come back to her Mm -hmm. um, which is quite significant amazing that's so good I love the way that you put that I feel like that's like real trust and acceptance right there is when we can feel secure and safe in ourselves yeah Definitely. And I think when you or when I let go of those checking behaviors, that was real trust that I trust my body. I can't control her. Like my body will do what what she will do. And and that in itself is massively freeing that just like that feeling of it's like surrendering, kind of just being like, let go, let go. Um, That's that's yeah, that was really great as well. Nice. That's so good. And what does it feel like for you now to, you know, have gotten rid of all that yeah. stuff that you used to carry around. So when I put a few kind of words that, that came up, so I put freedom, strange, unfamiliar, sometimes scary, mm-hmm. amazing, relationship, 
freedom and happiness. So there's like amazing things. And the only reason I say scary is because it was unfamiliar. So like I had to actually be with fear and vulnerability rather than blaming my body. If I was scared in, um, I was seeing this guy and I remember talking to you about how I felt actually scared that he might think a certain thing of me. And then I realized that it was because having a certain size body wasn't going to prevent me from feeling feelings, you know, from, you know, it wasn't going to prevent me from feeling fear if I thought I was, if I was smaller. And um, so I had to face those feelings. I have to face those feelings of fear, of vulnerability, of exposure. Um, but that's the messiness of life. And I quite like that now. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, I do feel a lot of life now is a lot more like in high definition. I feel like I've got these, you know, I'm not like looking through a narrow tunnel anymore. Um, now I kind of see things for what they are. Like my relationships are better with people. Like I'm doing more things. Like I started a body positive meetup group. Like I'm taking more risks. And in a way that like, that's massively freeing because I'm just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's awesome. I love the high definition metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love metaphors. So that's like, yeah, I love, I love a metaphor too. I love a metaphor too. But yeah, it is great. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I feel like that's, that sums it up so well because it really is just everything is just, you're, you're so much more present. So life feels that much more, I don't know, alive, I guess. Yeah. It is. It is. And I just think, I just always think about the funniest thing. Sorry to cut you off, but I think the funniest thing is that we are told that actually that we can have this, highly defined life if we change our bodies but or if we do this or if we do that but actually and I thought that I genuinely thought that I always thought that people were like oh you know you can have a great life um even if you you know like I can have a great life but only if I change my body but it's if it, if it works for me it can, you know I, I know people say that but if it does work for me like it is possible for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm only at the beginning of my journey anyway. I've only been doing this for like, you know, since working with you, but yeah. So yeah, I can't, can't remember what I was saying, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, I think it's just, it is possible. It, it really is. And, yeah. and you put in a lot of work. You did a lot of stuff, you know, in the program and anytime I gave you homework, you like really took it away and worked on it and did it. And, um, like I said, you trusted me, which I think, mm. you know, if I, if I suggested something, you were like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and I think, and I think that's why it's just worked out so well for you. Like yeah. it's just, you know, and, but you really worked at being compassionate with yourself and, and patient with yourself and, and, you know, leaning into hard feelings and accepting mm. that, like, you know, it was going to be messy. It wasn't going to be mm. easy. And I think that mm. that's why it's been so awesome for you is because you just, you know, went with the flow and really made an effort to be kind to yourself along the way. Yeah. 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 And also the coaching calls as well were massively helpful. I think that that was good. It was just good catching up with you every week and like just checking in. That was really helpful as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were talking yeah. earlier about how you miss the people. Like we miss each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. Well, we've got the Facebook group, which is really nice. Yeah. yeah. And like everyone is just so supportive on that. Yeah. So it's just. Yeah. It's an awesome. Brilliant. Awesome yeah. little community. Yeah. Um, so what's your advice to somebody listening today? So my first piece of advice would be if you're thinking about doing summer's program, do it. I was skeptical. Not because of some bitches, just because of, I'm just, 
find it difficult to trust, but it was the hands down the best thing I've ever done because it's, it has given me my life back. Um, it's given me just, just my life. I can do, I can, you know, it's just, it's just so, it's just the best thing. Um, and then listen to, to, to really try and realize that there is another way that you don't have to, your, your body isn't the problem. It's, it's that we've been, you know, taught all these beliefs that, that we've taught all these things that we now internalize as beliefs and that there is another way out. And, um, that if you decide to do that, take the plan B route, then your life could be kind of how you, how you want it to, to be really. Yeah. Amazing. That's so good. Uh, well, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. I love catching up with people. And I love just kind of hearing how things have been for you. Is mm. there anything else you want to say? I just also want to say, um, realistically, and like you always remind us of this, but it, it is a journey. It's not like, um, the process isn't linear. You're not kind of, there are date, there are moments where you, where I, you know, sometimes struggle a little bit, but because I've got the resources now, I can pick myself up, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not, and it's, and you always told us about double that, da- don't double down on shame. So like, if you're feeling shame about feeling shame about your body, it, there's just no point because we're products of this culture. So of course, no one gets away from not feeling shame, but the important thing is like working through it. And yeah, and, and that, that this is something that I will be working on for the rest of my life but it will just gradually get easier mm-hmm. and it's really I would also say one more thing is that if you're a perfectionist like me you'll probably apply perfectionism to the body acceptance journey and I would advise you not to because <laughs> it's it's different for everybody um and it can be frustrating because you think it should be a certain way but it's the opposite of dieting you you know dieting you get a result you know but it's, and then then things go down but you know you, you know where you're going blah 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 and with this, it's just the opposite, but it's just the best thing that you could ever do. So amazing. I mean, well, I love hearing you say that you're still doing the work and I mean, yeah, that's really what it's definitely. all about is like, I yeah. want to give you the resources and the tools yeah. so that you can do this on your own. Like that's the whole yeah. point is that, yeah. so that you, you know, you, you can come back to me if you need it, but yeah. you, you have my voice in your head, <laughs> which yeah, is generally exactly. what everyone says. They're like, I yeah, have your voice. Good. Yeah. Cause, cause I think that's what we want to do. Like exactly like you're role modeling the, the, the kind of like healthy voice, you know? And, um, and that, and if, when we start to internalize that, um, I think that's, that's really good. And then that voice, you know, becomes ours, but yeah, definitely like I'm still working on it. But I am, it's so much better. I was thinking before about where I was this time last year and just the difference is just huge. Yeah. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's just great. Yeah. It's amazing. No, it's been amazing watching you progress along the way from like our first conversation to when you were, you know, just feeling really stuck and still in that diet mentality yeah. and everything else to oh, yeah. now just like, ah, my social life is so busy and <laughs> I'm so excited to do the spotlight. And, you know, like, it's just like a whole other, yeah. you know, more amplified version of you. And it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's like that, yeah. you know, free version of yourself that I know we had kind of. Yeah, that we talked about. Yeah, in the from, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's so it's amazing. Awesome. It's so great yeah. to see that. I love it. It just brings me so much joy. So you're, you've been such a pleasure to work with. And I know others are going to really love hearing your story too. Well, so. you do amazing stuff. You, you give <laughs> women their lives back honestly you, you well you did for me and I just think that what you're doing is just the most 
incredible thing. I've had a lot of time to reflect on it. I just think, yeah. Thank you. Incredible. Thank you so much, Lois. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here today. You're welcome. Okay, walk on. So good to hear all of the changes that Lois has made and all the things that she's experiencing now. Okay, next up is Chloe. And Chloe intellectually understood all of these concepts, which I think is going to resonate with a lot of you. I think a lot of you listen to the podcast and read books and you intellectually understand everything, but you don't quite feel like you're there. If that's you, this program is perfect for you, by the way. But that's exactly how Chloe felt. And we were able to get this to really sink into her bones and have her appreciate who she is and let go of who she thought she needed to be. And she was able to go on and do some really awesome things, including enjoying some social events with, in a way that she had never been able to enjoy before. Check it out. Hello, Chloe. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. It's good to be here. So why don't you tell everyone just a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm 45 and I live on the east coast of Australia in a little country town. And I live with, or I have a husband, a lovely husband and two children and two dogs. And I work as an orientation and mobility specialist, which means I teach people who are blind and vision impaired how to travel around um, independently with canes and electric equipment and stuff like that. So cool. What rewarding work that you do. I know. I love it. It's so much fun. That's great. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what your relationship with your body was like before we started working together? Well, I had, I've had a history of eating disorders, which I sort of had dealt with a very long time ago. And ever since then, I had sort of been getting into the body positivity thing, but even though I, you know, intellectually believed all of the things that, you know, I'd heard on podcasts and all, all that research, I still didn't really know, like I wasn't living it. I was, I was talking the talk but not walking the walk sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I, in, in the back of my mind I still sort of had a bit of a, a diet mentality, you know. I, I, I sort of said, yeah, I'll eat whatever I want and all that sort of thing, but I knew in the back of my head that, you know, I'll eventually go on a diet again. So I was still in that, that binge diet cycle, even though it wasn't as severe as it had been in mm -hmm. my eating disorder days, it was still in my head and I was still, I was still struggling with food. Like I wasn't relaxed around food. Mm -hmm. And, um, how did you feel in your body at that time? I didn't, there, there was no specific part of my body. Like I didn't sort of go, oh, I hate my bum or I hate my boobs or whatever, but I just generally felt it wasn't good enough, mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, quite self-conscious and comparing it to other people. And, yeah, just, I, you know, when I'd go through my phase of um, I can eat whatever I want, I'd get to a certain point and go, oh, no, nah, this is uncomfortable. I'm going to have to go on a diet again. Yes. Yeah. So kind of getting to that place of discomfort and then being like, oh, nope, <laughs> I need to have control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was, you know, I'd sort of, I'd come a fair way, but um, I just felt like I wasn't quite there and I couldn't get my head around how, you know, I'd heard people say, you know, I've given up dieting and it's great and I eat whatever I want. And I thought, I sort of just was like, how do you get there? Mm -hmm. <laughs> how do you do that? I'm, I'm willing and I want it, but I don't know how to do it. Yeah, totally. And so what made you decide to change just to say, all right, I'm putting the diets away. That's it. Well, yeah, well, I, um, I'd been, like I said, I've been listening to lots of your podcasts and other people's podcasts and I, I came across the term last supper eating and you know had to I basically had to decide that I was never going to go on a diet again but that was very scary <laughs> and I felt like I needed 
support to do that. Like I, I knew that that's what I had to do, but I didn't know if I could do it by myself. And it just so happened that I, I discovered your program at that time. Mm-hmm. And how did you want to feel or what did you want to be able to do differently? I wanted to feel like I was good enough. I wanted to not be self-conscious when I went out. Um, I wanted to just feel at peace with food and not, you know, just not think about it as much as I was. Um, and I just, I just wanted to accept my body and just, you know, live my life yeah. without thinking about, without thinking about it. Yeah, totally. And uh, what were some of the key stepping stones that helped you along the way? Well, because I was sort of looking for that support in taking that scary step of deciding never to diet again, I think one of the things I really valued was the coaching calls and having and just knowing that people had my back while I you know while I was doing all these things it was sort of always in the back of my mind that there was this group behind me sort Mm -hmm. of encouraging me totally Um, yeah and having you know if the coaching calls even if even if you weren't to actually speak to you during a coaching call hearing you learn so much from hearing you talk to the other people that you're talking to so yeah, I really, I really like that. But one of the things was, um, one of the other things was, I, I, I feel quite well. I used to feel quite socially anxious, and I still do at, at times. But there was a time when I was going out to a concert, and um, I was talking to you about how you know I, I feel nervous about it, and there's new people going, and I don't know what to talk about, and um, you know all that sort of stuff. And you actually had me out dancing to Midnight Oil at once at one stage. Before that. <laughs> Yes, because it was a Midnight Oil concert that you were going to, and I was like, all right, I know Midnight Oil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you sort of, um, you you taught me to experience it, not, you know, rather than experience it internally, to feel it physically and, and, you know, project my focus outside of myself and just, you know, enjoy being there in the moment and um, all that sort of thing. And the other thing in that, during that little um, session too was, you told me to, when interacting with other people, to be curious about them. And again, you know, that that enabled me not to focus on my deficiencies, but to look out and, you know, focus on others. And, and that's been a really big change for me is being able to do that is not not focus on myself but be curious about what's outside mm-hmm. that was yeah. that was early on too and I remember it was that was such a cool moment because it was way outside your comfort zone and yeah. I remember kind of like you know using some of those techniques that I use with you and thinking yeah. like okay we're using this very early on in our relationship together but um, yeah. I was so proud and happy with the way with the outcome because I um well I mean how did you enjoy the concert what was it like for you what was different about it I really enjoyed it I, I really enjoyed not only the music but the like the lack of stress I felt about engaging with other people was not only during during it, but afterwards, where I'd normally go over and over what I said, and I didn't do that because I was just gathering information from others. You know, like it was, I didn't have to rate my performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Oh, it makes yeah. it so much better when you're not inside your head like that. Yeah, yeah. Just it, that's exactly what it did. It took me outside of my head. Then how did that but, feel for you? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It was. I was doing it. Yeah, no, it felt really good, and it gave me, um, you know, for all future social interactions that I've had I use that and it does really make a big difference and it makes me not so not not so stressed about how I'm going to perform when I go out 
So cool. Yeah, I think we talked about that because you hosted a party too, didn't you? Or yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That was yeah. yeah, that was that that was the thing where I had to do something outside of my comfort zone and I did that too. And again, you know, like I spent the night being curious about everyone else and um and didn't yeah, I didn't feel like I had to assess myself. Nice. So good. Yeah. So know. good. Um were there any other highlight moments for you that you were really proud of or that stand out? Yeah, probably the biggest one was when I we did a um, we did a module on values mm-hmm. and looking at my values and comparing them to the original list of things I created, um, you know what I what I envisaged my future self to look like. Right. Um, comparing my what I really valued to what I had originally thought that I wanted to be like really opened my eyes to the fact that I was wanting to be what I thought I should be rather than who I really am. Yes. Yeah. So, and that's made a huge difference. Like that's made me just go, I'm just not trying to be someone I'm not now. Yes. Yes. So that, I mean, that's probably been the biggest thing, you know, even down to the, even down to the fact that I'll be walking along and see myself in a window. And before I would have, you know, been expecting to see who I wanted to be back then. And I'd see me and I'd go, oh, God. But now I just go, oh, there's me. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah, it's, um, it's made a huge, huge difference. But it, and I, I sort of always thought I should be this socially, you know, bubbly person that works the room. And, and But then I realised I'm just not like that and that's all right. I just, you know, I'd rather just talk to one person in the corner and that's okay. Yes. So, yeah, just that was really interesting. That's so cool. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I feel like that's, that's really freeing when you can let go of all of these expectations and really identify with, okay, no, this is who I am. This is what I value. And, um, yeah. And, and, you know, be like, I, that's great. Like that's, this is good. This is what makes me feel good. (laughs) Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is it's crossed over into so many areas, you know, speaking up in meetings and, you know, well, that sort of thing, just being able to say, yeah, that's what I said, that's me, that's what I think. That was probably the biggest thing is going, I, I was clinging on to who I should be, not to who I am. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. That's so good to hear. I think that that's honestly, like when I talk about doing this work, I feel like that's really what it boils down to in so many ways is just stop yeah. trying to be somebody who you're not and be really be who you are and really be okay with that and own it because it's unique and it's special yeah, yeah. and it's you know that's this is your one life <laughs> that's right that's so, right yeah and you know like I, I even I even went I even went out and got my nose pierced because I've been wanting to do that for ages oh that's <laughs> and right I went and got my nose pierced like yeah <laughs> that's right I totally oh, forgot funny. about that and um and like your husband didn't notice for a while right <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And actually, I went to I went to work and nobody noticed for about a week. I was really disappointed because it was a really big thing for me, and no one even noticed. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> big deal. Well, you did it for you. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's never too late to do stuff like that. I think that's so cool that you were like, that's that's it. I've always wanted to do this. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what are some specific things that you've noticed about how you feel about your body or yourself? I mean, it's funny because most of the time I just don't notice it. Like it's not a thing. Like it's not a, it just, I, I guess I'd say I feel neutral about it. I don't, like I said, when I see myself in a, a reflection, I sort of go, oh, there I am. And I always feel like when I'm walking around sometimes, <laughs> I feel like I'm sort of flipping the bird at society, just going, yep, 
here's my body. <laughs> I'm not conforming <laughs> to what you want me to conform to. Um, and it's, I sort of feel like I'm, I'm proud of being part of the whole, you know, body positivity community rather than conforming to what society is trying to tell me to be. So it's almost like a badge of honour, <laughs> I guess. But, That's awesome. Um, yeah, but I don't – I certainly, you know, getting – I used to sort of get – when I was getting dressed, put on and take off about 10 outfits at, and I don't do that anymore. I'm just, um, you know, I'll, I'll put on something that's comfortable and sort of make sure I, I have a glance in the mirror to make sure I'm, I don't know, <laughs> that I haven't got any nipples showing or anything like that. <laughs> I just, <laughs> you know, I'll just make sure I'm decent and then, yeah, it's not a not a huge thing. But I, I'd say that probably the, the key word will be just neutral, I guess. I just, mm-hmm. um, it's just not a focus. Yeah. That's so great. And what about food? Like I know dieting was still kind of, you know, on the back burner in the back of your head. Um, Yeah. What's what's food like for you now? I certainly am not binging on anything. Like I I, I do have whatever I want whenever I want it. And it's interesting. One of the things with food, like I used to not want to share (laughs) with people because because it was like you can't have any because this might be the last time I have it and I won't be able to have it tomorrow. So I'm going to eat it all. I'm not going to tell anyone I've got it. I'm just not going to share it. I used mm-hmm. to really get annoyed when the kids found my stash of whatever it was in the fridge and ate it. But now I'm I'm completely opposite now. Like I'll go and buy something and bring it out and give everyone some because I know that I only want a little bit and I don't I don't need the whole lot. So that's a really interesting um, an interesting thing. But yeah, I mean I don't I don't think about it until I'm going to eat and I don't. Yeah, I, I'm definitely not binging. I'm I'm listening to my body and. Because I'm not – the only reason I'm eating or not eating is because of whether I'm hungry or not or, you know, whether I feel like something. There's no other motive for it like trying to lose weight. So I don't need to think about it as much, you know. Like it's sort of taken that away and yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking about whether I'm just hanging for a piece of chocolate because I feel like it or whether I'm hungry or whether I'm not. So yeah. there's no, no other things to think about. Such an awesome place to be, right? Like, did you ever think you could be one of those people back in no, the day? Yeah. No way. Like, I, I wanted to be and I understood that that's, how, that's the best place to be, but I didn't know how to get there, mm-hmm. which, yeah. is what, which is the difference between me before your program and after my program, mm-hmm. <laughs> after your program. You know, like, I'm, I feel like I'm, I've gotten there. Yeah, that's so that's so awesome. I think, you know, everything I hear from you is just you, you've just got so much more mental space. It sounds like so. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and that was that was another thing too. Like, but taking away that focus on food, it enables you to work out what shit's really going on in your head. Like, it, it sort of takes away that level of it's covering up what's really going on, and you, and then you can, which is hard because you then have to, you know, have emotions and feelings and work through them, but. I think I've really enjoyed the fact that I've been I've been able to do that because that other stuff's not you know clouding my view. Yeah, yeah, so good. And so, what does it feel like for you to to be where you are now and to not have uh, you know the burden of all that the stuff with your body and food? Oh, it's so good. I'm just so I'm so much more relaxed. Mm. You know, like just little things like going to a restaurant or. You know, I went on a holiday recently and it just wasn't a thing. Like I wasn't thinking, oh, God, you know, I better I, – I, I'm going to have to s- stop eating this or that when I get back home and I'll only be able to do it while I'm here. And I just didn't have any of that and it was just so freeing and, and you know, it gives you more time to think about living your life rather than 
yeah, going over and over stuff in your head. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just amazing. Very freeing. That's that's probably the key word. That's so good. And what's it like to feel neutral in your body? Yeah, that's pretty good. I just sometimes I, I, I get to the end of the day and go, I didn't sort of focus on my body at all today while I was out and about doing my thing, you know, like I was talking to people and meeting new people and didn't even consider it, which is, yeah, really nice. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So good. And so uh, were you going to say something there? Did I cut you off? Don't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's your advice to people listening today? My advice is, first of all, do your program. <laughs> because, <laughs> Thank you. Because especially if, you know, I, I was sort of a bit hesitant at first because I thought, you know, I'm not, I don't really hate my body. There's not, you know, I don't, there's not like I hate a certain part. And I felt like I was a fair way along in the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I sort of thought, you know, is this really for me? Um, but like I said, the fact that it gave me the courage and the support to make the next step, even though, you know, there's all, pe- all sorts of different people in there that had were only just beginning and there's people that, you know, closer to me that were sort of a bit further along. It was absolutely valuable. I, I don't regret it a bit. I mean, you know, it's, it's fabulous. Yeah, that's awesome. You did yeah. such a good job and uh, you'll forever be my midnight oil woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I hear buds are burning, I'm going to think of you. And, oh, good. <laughs> and I definitely want to see you whenever I make it to Australia. But um, oh, yeah. no, you, you, uh, you did such an amazing job. And, um, you know, anytime we talked on the phone, you were always eager to take on the challenges because I, you know, I think we really pushed you outside your comfort zone. A few oh, times. yeah. And, th- and I, and that was the, co- the, um, you know, the commitment I made. I thought, you know, if I'm going to do this, I've got to grasp it. And, and also knowing that there's others knowing that you're, it's sort of like a bit of accountability, really. Like, yeah. And, and knowing that they've got your back when you're going outside your comfort zone um, makes, certainly makes it a lot easier to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good group. And I, I know when I was talking to Becky, like she was saying it, it was so awesome that you were, you were almost just like friends and it's like, you yeah. just have all these people in your corner and it just helps with it. the process so much. And you'd look forward to hearing how they'd gone with their challenges and, you know, the ups and downs and everything. And I think one of the important things with me was, cause I, I'm not real good at talking about, you know, my feelings and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I found the first call really hard. I think it was really important to, it would have been easy to not call you when you weren't in a good place. Yes. Um, but there's a couple of times where I said, nah, I'm still going to call in even if I'm going to cry at you and <laughs> whatever, um, because it just makes such a big difference to That's the out. best time to call me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> call me yeah. with your tears. That's the best time yeah, to that's call right. me. You'll always feel better yeah. afterwards. <laughs> it, and it's, that's so true. Like I always did. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Well, yeah, you were so brave and courageous for, for doing that. And, and especially knowing that that was, you know, that was hard for you that you were like, Nope, I'm going to call in anyways. That's so great. Um, yeah. I really admire that. That's beautiful. Oh, well, Chloe, you are an amazing individual. It's been such a pleasure having you. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, I was just going to say, you talking about me being an amazing individual. I was just going to say that you do such an amazing job. And I went, you know, before I did this, I was sort of, you know, I looked around and saw what other programs there were and listened to some of the people that run the programs. And I just love the fact that you're obviously very intelligent. You do it with humor 
and you you know your stuff. And I really love the fact that you're not patronizing with it. You 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 know. I don't know. It's, your manner is amazing and, and you do a really good job and I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. That means the world to me. I, I, yeah, I just, I mean, I love what I do and I just love helping people like you. And yeah, my approach is a little gentle, but also, you know, I can, I can bring a little tough love from time to time yeah, yeah. too and, and push great. people and outside their comfort zone. <laughs> and that's why it's, it's, that's why it's not patronizing. It's real and it's, um, yeah. you know, and yeah, it's great. Yeah, well, I've been there too, I think, and it's just, you know, I I know how hard it is, and I or you I get work, it. I work with so many people, I know how hard it is. But thank yeah. you, you're awesome. I mean, I can't wait to hear how things keep going for you, and how this keeps, to, how this continues to unfold in your life, and all the different ha- things that happen. So you're just going to keep rocking it, and uh, I'm so proud of you. Thank you, thank you, rock on. <laughs> all right, see you, Summer. What Chloe highlights, which I think is great, is that she says, you know, I just get to the end of day, end of the day, and I realize I didn't think about my body at all. And that's what this is all about. Imagine getting to the end of the day and realizing you didn't think about it at all. It is possible. The last interview I have is with Rochelle, who is also Australian. And Rochelle had always struggled with body image and self-esteem. And, you know, she had healed her relationship with food when we started working together, but she still felt uncomfortable in her body and wanted to be able to just put on clothes, go out without makeup or go to the beach without giving it a second thought. And Rochelle did so much badass work around advocating for herself and setting boundaries and saying no. It's it was awesome to see her really stand her ground and set some really solid boundaries and be able to say, no, 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 my needs matter here. And I am doing this to respect myself. So I think you're going to love some of her stories. Check it out. Welcome to the show, Rochelle. Thank you so much for being here. Why don't you start by telling everyone a little bit about who you are? Okay. Uh, yeah, my name is Rochelle and I'm 32 years old. I live in Bunbury, which is a regional city in the southwest of Western Australia, which most people have probably never heard of. Um, And I live here with my husband and my dog. Nice. That's awesome. And you look so summery right now. I'm so jealous, I was saying. (laughs) Actually, because I went snorkeling yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Sounds so lovely. <laughs> um, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what your frustrations were like with your body before you decided to do You on Fire? Yeah. So, I mean, like a lot of people, I've had body image issues since I was pretty young. So, yeah, I had pretty critical parents as well that didn't help with that. And um, so I've pretty much had no, like, self-esteem until well until recently <laughs> but um yeah I yeah I struggled with that for a while and then it wasn't until I was about just before I got married when I was 25 I think is when I started my first official diet and lost a bunch of weight and but still didn't have the self-esteem and that kind of thing so and then just started the obviously when that stopped working tried multiple new diets etc um so I gave that all up about two years ago and discovered you and a few other people working in body positivity and that's the kind of thing. So I kind of, when I, before I joined the program, I had like, I was kind of okay with the food side of things. Um, like I wasn't restricting anymore, but because I had like, I'd gained a bit of weight. So, and I wasn't, hadn't quite 
gotten used to my new body yet. Um, so I think, yeah, I really wanted to work that out. Yeah. Nice. That's so good. And I mean, what, what prompted you to like get out of the whole dieting game in the first place? I'm trying to think what happened. I think, so I originally, the first diet when it was the dreaded Weight Watchers, um, and then tried multiple things after that when that stopped working. And then I think in my last ditch effort, I joined Weight Watchers again and went back. And then, but I was still like, I was exercising so much then, like going to the gym, you know, five times a week doing high intensity classes and like a ridiculous amount of exercise. And I just still wasn't losing any weight. And then I think I just started, I think I saw a friend must have started following some, I don't know, I can't remember what page it was, that, you know, brought up a bit of info about, you know, maybe diets don't actually work and all that kind of stuff. And I just started reading it. And at first I was a bit like, well, that can't be right. And then sort of uh, didn't want to admit it because I guess because I've spent so much energy trying to change myself. And then, yeah, after a couple of months and seeing no change whatsoever, I was just like, fuck this shit. And I just chopped up my lifetime membership card from when I'd got it the first time and was like, no, not doing that anymore. And then just, yeah, slowly started being able to eat foods that I were forbidden before and just calm down the exercise. And yeah. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm always curious about, you know, what prompted people to like come to the dark side, (laughs) (laughs) which is really the light side, but (laughs) Um, and so, you know, when you, when you were, uh, you had kind of, you know, healed your relationship with food, but you still weren't feeling good in your body. What did you want to be able to do and feel like, what did you feel like was missing for you? I think I wanted to be able to just get up in the morning and put clothes on and just feel comfortable and not have to change 10 times and just, yeah, not care about going to the beach and wearing a bikini and yeah, just feeling comfortable in my own skin, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And so what, what were some of the key stepping stones for you along the way that really helped you? Um, definitely the group chats. I really enjoyed those. Yeah, and also, yeah, like hearing what other women were going through as well. And, like, we all just had such similar stories. And, and then also, yeah, the support in the um, Facebook group as well was amazing. Yeah. 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 You were always so gung-ho to take on challenges, though. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there were a couple of times where I was like, okay, I want you to do this. And it was like kind of scary and you would do it. Were there any um, like highlight moments for you that stand out that you're particularly proud of? Yeah, I think um, there was that time when I like, cause I've always had issues with my, as I mentioned with my parents being a bit critical of my body. Um, and I'd had a bit of an argument with my dad um, about my weight and so I decided to send him an email um, and yeah I did that and told him how I feel and you know it didn't exactly go as planned he just basically didn't hear what I was saying I don't think mm-hmm. but yeah just sort of helped but it still it was me it was just about setting boundaries and um, like realizing that my like I didn't need didn't need that acceptance from him or approval mm-hmm. I just needed that for myself yeah and to worry about that so much that's such a hard thing to do and that was so brave of you to do that to stand up for yourself like I remember just being like in awe of you like everyone was like applauding you everyone was like 
oh my God, Rochelle, you're amazing. And at the same time, like, I'm so sorry that you're feeling this way because of the reaction. But, um, you know, I think we, when we're in a situation like that, like we really have to be, you know, more loyal to respecting ourselves and stand up for ourselves. And I remember just being like, so proud of you in that moment. Yeah. And then also, other from that, um, I after that, I think I had to go up to Perth for something and, yeah, encouraged me to book an Airbnb instead of staying, staying at my parents' house, which was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> Went to the moon by myself for the first time. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was so proud of you. You were like, self-care for the win. <laughs> that's great and I remember the time that you posted the picture of you because you were dancing too that time (laughs) (laughs) do you want to talk about that (laughs) um yeah I guess I mentioned briefly before how like I was pretty crazy into the exercise before um and I sort of have been struggling to find sort of to enjoy well I mean I've been doing yoga and pilates and stuff but I hadn't really been doing much cardio because I just sort of that just reminded me of that previous time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just jumped on YouTube and found a dance tutorial and danced around the land room in my underwear with the dog looking at me like I was crazy, and it was awesome. Yeah, did you ever feel like you would be able to do that? Like, if you look back a couple of years ago, do you think you would have been able to do that then? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so um yeah I mean you just you just always kind of brought it and uh and we're awesome and um like so gung-ho about the whole thing so I it was it was so amazing to see you progress along the way and just become so much more secure in yourself and Mm. um you know and and advocating for yourself so I would love for you to, to tell everyone you know what are some of the specific things you've noticed about how you feel about yourself and your body yeah um I think one of the main things as well is that I also had issues with wearing a lot of makeup all the time. Like I couldn't sort of leave the house without it. And I've just, yeah, really, especially, yeah, I've just been on holidays as well, which has probably helped because I haven't had to go to work. But, um, yeah, I've just been embracing my face a bit more and being more comfortable with how I look without makeup. And that's been really good. And just, yeah, just, yeah, just having having clothes as well that, fit now and so I can just get up and get dressed and go and not care as much and yeah just generally feeling more comfortable I mean yesterday I was here in my bikini walking around the beach didn't care yeah that's amazing Uh, yeah I mean it seems like little things right but those are those are huge those are huge I mean it's like being just comfortable with who you are yeah so how does it feel yeah that's pretty good yeah, I think, but also not, I think what I realized as well is that a lot of it wasn't actually about my body. Yeah. And it was about, um, like, standing up for myself and not being such a people pleaser as well, especially with people at work and saying no to people and that kind of thing, which is pretty good. Yes, which I know you did recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, so <somewhere. laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, um, so I I've been on long service leave, so I've had 11 weeks off work, but um, I went in last week to, because we have lunchtime yoga, so I went in to try and ease my way back into work life, and um, yeah, afterwards I was, you know, 
zen out from yoga and rolling up my mat and one of my work colleagues was like, oh, Rochelle, I know, I know you're not back at work yet. But, um, and I was just like, nope, don't even ask me. I'm not here. Catch you later. <laughs> just ran out the door. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, I mean, if you think about, okay, you two years ago, ripping up your Weight Watchers membership, like all that stuff. And, you know, you kind of, uh, you know, say however long it was that we started this program, I guess it was like four or five months ago. Now it started in September. You know, what do you, what do you think the biggest changes in, in how you feel over, over that span of time? I think I'm a lot less, I think also starting this program, I was really, really anxious and like, yeah, I had pretty bad anxiety and I hadn't sort of, I sort of been, been in denial about that. So through some of the work doing in the modules and really looking at what was going on for me, I sort of recognized that and actually went and got some help for that. So yeah, yeah I'm much better headspace now as well. Just, and um, yeah, just feeling a lot calmer and just stronger, which were two of my words that we had to write down back in, I think, module one. Yeah, okay. I had strong, calm, and free, and yeah, definitely feeling all those now. That's amazing. Way to go. That's awesome. That's so good. So what is your advice for people listening today? Um, Yeah, my advice is do the work. Like, you won't regret it you will just feel amazing whether it's this program or just just even just kind of just feeling the feelings and yeah looking into yourself and seeing what's really going on there and yeah as mentioned before a lot of it comes out as body issues but it's not really when you look into it and yeah but like it's and the self-care is not always you know bubble baths and mm-hmm. pedicures actually it's it is taking the time to really work on yourself and it can be hard, but it's totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's so awesome. Well, like I said, I mean, you were just like a champion for standing up for yourself and, um, you know, just like saying no, setting boundaries, doing all this wicked self care, um, and taking care of yourself. And it's just been amazing to watch you grow over the past few months and see you just keep showing up a little freer, a little calmer, a little stronger, like knowing those, those are, those are, were your words. I see how like that progression, you became more and more of those things, which is really just who you are, you know, it's just more of yourself at the, at the end of it. So it's been such a pleasure and I'm really excited to hear how things are for you like down the road you know six months from now a year from now like what else has changed for you because I know that you're just going to keep feeling more and more of those things yeah awesome thank you so much summer like yeah this program helped me a lot so awesome work thank you (laughs) thank you rock on Rochelle did some amazing work around detaching from others' opinions, and I'm so, so, so proud of her and all the people that have taken the leap and done this work, whether that's been with me or on your own. I'm just really proud of you because it takes so much courage to do this. 
All right, that's it for the You on Fire spotlights this time around. You can find all the details about the program at summerinandin.com forward slash You on Fire. You can watch these interviews on YouTube or via my website at summerinandin.com forward slash 116. And if this is calling to you, if you feel like, yes, I want to do this, this is for me give me a shout and we'll make it work for you financially if that's a barrier. Or if you have questions, you can let me know. Again, this program won't be run again until 2019 because I am going to be trying to figure out how to keep a tiny human alive, which will be a new adventure for me. And I'm totally open to suggestions around that too. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening. I would love, love, love to do this with you. Oh, let me just mention how important the community aspect is. I think pretty much everyone mentioned that in their interview, but the community aspect of this program is so good. I know it's hard to do this stuff on your own when your friends are doing Whole30s or talking about dieting. And what you get from this is you get a community where you're all doing this together. So you feel like you're not alone and you feel supported and you feel like, okay, we can do this and we can do this together. And that I think is a critical component and why I love this group program so, so much. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. You are all amazing. I've got some kick-ass interviews coming up in the next few weeks. So enjoy those. Rock on. I'll talk to you soon. I'm Summer Inanin, and I want to thank you for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Summer Inanin. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. I would be so grateful. Until next time, rock on.